We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show on Orlando Magic Podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic Basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. Today is July 17, 2023. Jonathan Osborne here, as always, joined by my co-host, Luke Sylvia. Luke, we survived Summer League, man. What is going on? I That was very brutal. And admittedly, I did not watch a minute of Saturday night's game. I really hats off to you and producer Kevin for holding it down on playback. I there was there I didn't want to I didn't want to do it. I really didn't, Jonathan. I know you guys didn't want to do it, right? Like there's no way you wanted to. I'm just happy that it's over. Yeah, it was not great. We'll get uh into a, a breakdown here in, in just a moment, but um yeah, <laughs> let's see who was out in that game. Anthony Black, Jet Howard, Kevon Harris, Caleb Houston, um, Tiger Campbell didn't play. DJ Wilson didn't play. It, it was just like you know, there was twenty guys on the roster, and it was like the you know thirteen or fourteen guys that you know we knew didn't have a chance to make the roster. And the Magic actually had like an early lead in that game, and then the Celtics just started making threes and. The crazy thing is, it felt like they made so many threes. They shot 12 of 35, good for 34%. The Magic, 11 for 40, good for 27%. It was just one of those games where, like, the Magic, again, tell me if you've heard this before, just got outmathed. Like, we're, you know, not, neither team was shooting a great percentage. Boston just able to do a little bit better of a job. And yeah, I've never been more relieved for Summer League to come to an end. Then my mom my mom one. calls me today and she keeps up with magic basketball patron of ours right she keeps up with magic basketball loosely right like she'll ask me for the analysis and you know what do we think of this and that she um she calls me today and we're just having a conversation she was like what do you make of the magic summer league she was like that was terrible and i was like she was like should we be worried about next season and i was like mom no this they don't correlate uh they really don't 
would we have loved for Anthony Brown and Jet Howard to carry this team to a, a, a couple wins? Absolutely. But those other games, that was not their doing. Not their doing at all. It does not mean anything. We didn't care. There's nobody on that summer league roster aside from AB, Jet, uh, Kevon Harris that we really project and Caleb Houston to be on this roster in the upcoming season. So for those of you out there that are wondering, no, there's no alarms being sounded from the defeated summer league campaign. Yes, Mrs. Sylvia, you can you can relax. This is not an indictment on the upcoming Orlando Magic season by any means, but the Magic do go 0 and 5 uh this summer league, this Las Vegas summer league, and 3 of those 5 uh were blowouts. The first one wasn't super close and then that third game against the Knicks, you know, that went into overtime. Uh that was really the the closest game that the Magic had in summer league, but yeah, once Anthony Black, Jet Howard were shut down, and it was evident that there wasn't going to be, you know, Kevon Harris or Caleb Houston. You know, m- my interest level went out the window pretty much, just because you know, really none of these guys have a chance to make the roster. Maybe a two way, and we'll talk about that, I guess, a little bit here. Are there any guys from this roster, Luke, that you would want or you could see getting a two way contract? Uh, for the magic. So just to go through like the leading scores, I know we, we're not going to put a ton of stock in this, but the leading scores this year from the Orlando magic summer league, Kevon Harris, who played one game, 21 points per game, Caleb Houston, who played two games, 15 points per game. Jet Howard played three. He had 13 points per game, shot 38%, shot 40% from behind the arc, added three rebounds, three assists, and a little bit over a steal. Anthony black in three games, 11 points per game, uh, 8.7 boards, four rebound. Uh, I'm sorry, four assists, two steals, shot 40% from the floor. So those are your leading scores, and they didn't play. You know, half of those guys didn't play most of the summer league. Dexter Dennis is the next guy. Played four games, averaged 19 minutes a game, nine points, shot 42% from the floor, almost 36% from behind the arc. Uh, three rebounds a game, a half assist, and a steal. If I was going to say anyone, it would be Dexter Dennis. Um, yeah, I mean, six five, a guard. Are we going to add another guard to this team? I, I really don't know. You already have Kevon Harris on a two way, who is a guard. This is a team who is very guard heavy you're going to bring somebody in on a two-way it feels like you're going to bring in a, a wing or a big yeah i mean the the answer for me emphatically is no but let's be honest i mean i think it speaks volumes of Kevon harris <laughs> and the way that he gets brought onto this roster initially right makes his way becomes a two-way and then just proceeds to ball out in the G League and ball out in Summer League. I'm not convinced that any of these guys are going to be balling out in the G League besides Kevon Harris, right? Like those of those guys that would play for the G League or or hypothetically get the chance. Kevon Harris would be the only one because he's done it that I really believe could do that in the G League that isn't already signed to a spot for this team. So the answer for me is definitely no. I'd rather look around. Unfortunately, digging up stats for Summer League proved to be one of the hardest tasks in the world maybe 
I can't even like I don't even have the time to look up a lot of like the you know under the radar guys that aren't rookies that people are writing articles about that would that, you know that we could add to this team. Luckily, we have scouts on the Orlando Magic that do a great job, and they're going to find guys to put on those two ways. Because what you got what two more slots to fill, I think. So I don't know if it's really about it. Luckily, the Magic are in a spot where I don't really feel much importance to the two ways. They're more important to the players than to the to the team at this point. I would venture to say you've got so much depth on this team. If we got two way guys getting minutes next year, there's been a huge problem, and more changes need to happen. So uh, I'm not really losing sleep over the two way spot. I found that actually a real GM is like the best place to find summer league stats. Like um, I, I pulled up uh, the 2022, 2023 Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, G, uh, not G league summer league stats because Kevon Harris played uh, for the Minnesota Timberwolves last year in summer league. And in five games, he averaged 27 minutes, 15.8 points, 57% from the floor, 45% from behind the arc on almost five attempts a game, added 2.8 rebounds, two assists, and a steal. If you're going to make it from a, a summer league team to a two-way, those are the kind of numbers that you need to put up, like big scoring numbers on really good efficiency, filling up the stat sheet. So I think if the Magic are going to bring in somebody to a two-way from summer league, it's not going to be from the Magic roster. It's going to be from another team. So we'll just kind of have to wait and see. I would be a little bit surprised if it was anyone from this Magic Summer League team. Yeah. Luke, in other news, we got trade news on the Orlando Magic today. Uh, just about noontime, uh, 1230, I guess, just afternoon. Uh, on Sunday, Adrian Wojnarowski reported that the Orlando Magic were sending three future second round picks to the Phoenix Suns for a 2026 pick swap in the first round. So for those of you and and like Luke and I who have been critical of the magic in the past for not using their second round picks and usually just trading those away for cash. This is the magic kind of sort of using their second round picks and, and for what might be a good reason. So the compensation, it breaks down as a 2024 second round pick, uh, actually via Denver, a 2026 second round pick, which is the least favorable of Detroit, Orlando, or Milwaukee. And then a 2028 Boston second round pick, if it falls between pick 46 and 60, who knows what's going to happen five years from now with that pick. Uh, but we'll see if that even ends up conveying. So the Phoenix Suns actually owe the Washington Wizards in the Bradley Beal trade, I believe, a 2026 first round pick swap as well. So basically what is going to happen is Washington kind of has first dibs on that pick swap with Phoenix. But if Washington is worse than Phoenix, they can decline the pick swap. And then it will come down to Orlando, just whether or not they want to pick swap with the Phoenix Suns. So again, the Magic, who historically with this front office, with Jeff Weltman and used to be John Hammond and is now Anthony Parker, they don't really use those second round picks a ton. So this is them putting those to use, I think, over the course of the next, what was it, six years? 
believe the Magic had eight uh, first round picks and like 12 second round picks. Not able to find that right now. I don't know if it was Woj yeah, that's or Shams that tweeted that out. But yeah, over the next mm-hmm. six years, eight first round picks, 12 second round picks. So for having an abundance of second round picks that you're probably not going to use anyways, this is at least a way to get something out of those. Yep. And then also just a side note, really, for Ball Ball, who obviously, you know, for those of you who didn't see the or saw the trade, is on his way to Phoenix. And good for Ball Ball. The 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 contract, the deal is fully guaranteed, was reported as well. So he's just going there as a free agent. Right. Yeah. So he's he's good to go and he's gonna be in Phoenix. It is going to be interesting. What did I read before uh, we started, Jonathan? They have like nine or eight or nine minimum deals or something like that. The Suns do now behind their the deals they've already got. Well, you know, obviously, oh, the Suns currently have eleven players on minimum deals behind Woj says they're four stars. So that's crazy. That's insane. In this deal, the Suns really are betting on themselves, and the Magic are betting against them. So. We'll see who who comes out on top. The Magic don't have nearly uh, as funny as it is to say this with the roster with like the stars that the Suns have. The Magic are not going to sweat this deal as much as maybe the Suns could. We'll see what ends up happening. Yeah, I think part of it is just like they're allocating so much money to that trio Booker, Beal, KD that those second, like especially early second round picks, become super valuable two contenders like hoping to find like diamonds in the rough on really really cheap deals for the magic like jeff weltman sort of hedging a bet against bradley beal and kevin durant working out in phoenix like how much is as you know kevin durant been i mean he requested a trade over a year ago you know before he got moved this summer so who knows how well that's gonna go like was in golden state obviously i mean was in oklahoma city and had the world at his feet wasn't happy there. Went to Golden State, won two titles. Still wasn't happy there. Went to Boston, or not Boston, went to Brooklyn. Wasn't happy there. Now he's in Phoenix. And there's no guarantee that that team is going to win. Like Bradley Beal has shown absolutely no ability to win at a super high level in the league. Now you could say that that had a lot to do with the teams that he was on, but hasn't proven to like be a deep playoff um, contributor. Kevin Durant hasn't really shown the ability to to stay healthy, you know, the the last several years. And, you know, Devin Booker to to me is is really the only guy on that team um, that I I feel like it is super reliable at this point when you factor in health. So I don't hate Jeff Weltman looking at that Phoenix situation like, you know what, two years from now, that might go really bad. And if it does, this works out really well for us. And if it doesn't, and then, you know, we only sent three second round picks that two out of the three aren't ours and we're most likely not going to use anyway. So I find this to, to be a, a pretty savvy move. Probably will end up being nothing, but who knows? Maybe who knows? maybe it's something. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, are you out on super teams? In the NBA? I wouldn't say that I'm out just because of the fact that if you're able to accumulate that much talent on a team, it gives you a a chance to contend. However, I find it pretty crazy for teams to look around the league at the apron and like what is coming, not this year, but the following year. Like, you know what? We're, we're going to, we're going to commit to paying like three guys, like $130 million. Like to me in, in this economy, that's pretty crazy. I just, just, I just like think they're not going to have any ability to build if if guys aren't going there on minimum deals. And very obviously, the building and the construction of super teams is based is a gamble. There are you're throwing so much money at such little volume. You just set yourself up for a lot of years of torture, and then in the future especially if these guys these you know these stars like they can't stay healthy whatever we've seen it in la with the clippers with Kawhi and paul george those dudes can't stay healthy at all they have bad luck on top of it in general and in philly another one bringing in james harden and and having joel Embiid, and definitely looked at you know on the cusp of being a super team with Tobias Harris, bringing up pretty great numbers as well in production. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm going to stop you right there, Chief. Philly, no, no, no. no. You just put Tobias Harris in the conversation for super team. I just, I got to pump the brakes. I I love Tobias Harris. To be fair, I said on the cusp. On the cusp means like they could get there. You are not getting there. I am not putting Tobias Harris like I just think today the you... Suns or or Bleacher Report tweeted out a graphic of Beal, Booker, Katie, and Bull Bull, and I'm like, what are we doing here? That's what no, you just no. did with Tobias Harris. No, no, stop, <laughs> stop. Tobias no. is better than Bull, but no, 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 no. Brook Brooklyn, I, I would say Brooklyn. Brooklyn is the other experiment that went very wrong. Of course. So of course, and then if you go back earlier, obviously you've got the Lakers back in the day, but not even really back in the day. Nash, Dwight, Kobe, like awful. One of the one of the first like this side of the two thousand super teams to literally do nothing. There was I read an article that was like listing the super teams that have failed, right? And they tried to go on and list like the the Lakers with Shaq and Kobe. I was like, no, they still did things. Like, I don't, I don't want to hear that they failed. Well, the summer, the super team part was like when they went out and got like uh, Gary Payton. Um, right. Well, what's the the file's name? Carl uh, <laughs> Malone. That team, you know, they they lost to the Detroit Pistons. So that's kind of where that stems from. And but before, like, mm-hmm. yeah, Shaq and Kobe were doing damage. And then you had the Brooklyn Nets in thirteen, fourteen. Darren Williams. 
Joe Johnson, Paul Pierce, KG Lopez. I I just would be very worried if I were a team that put all of my chips in the, in the middle of the table and said, we're all in, we're winning a championship with this group. If we don't, it's going to hurt. We're going to do it. I would be very nervous because it's like, if you win, people say, yeah, of course you won. You should have won. If you lose, your front office is a bunch of clowns and so are all the players and fans attached to it. I just, that, that is why I, I, I'm pretty out on just super teams as a whole because they've proven that a lot of the time they just don't work. It is so hard to win a seven game series in the NBA. Something is bound to go wrong. And at some point you have to lean on your depth to get you through injury luck and whatever that might be. Just not worth it. In my opinion, I think the days of like trading for a super team or like signing guys to become a super team through free agency are, are dead. But like, if you look back at, you know, like the 2015, 2016, 2022 warriors of like Steph, Clay, Draymond, like you, you put those guys in a vacuum and just say, Hey, we put these three guys on a team and you just look at what they've been able to do in their careers. Like that, that is a super team, but we don't think of it that way because it was like homegrown. I'm still for that. Like if, if we can do that here in Orlando, of course, with, with the guys we've got going on, I'm, I'm all for that. But yeah, here, you know, cheers to, to hoping and praying on Phoenix's downfall the next few years. And, and we hope that uh, Washington is bad enough so that they don't want the Phoenix pick so that like in the 2026 draft lottery, we want the Washington Wizards to have them, the number one overall pick and the Phoenix Suns to have the number two overall pick. So we can swap and, and get that. That would be a, a pretty uh, juicy scenario. And that's another thing. I don't think there are any protections on a pick swap, if I'm not mistaken. Like you just, you, you get to choose like t- the better of the picks, but I could be wrong on that. So if we are, please let us know. Luke, this episode is brought to our wonderful listeners by our awesome patrons Uh, if you haven't heard we do have a patreon community where you can help financially support the show Uh, and this week as we shout out all of our brand new patrons anytime that we have them we have a special shout out for the pod father philip rossman reich uh, who joined our all-star tier really really appreciate philip joining if you guys haven't heard already philip also started his uh, patreon recently so be sure to check that out And then we shout out our Hall of Fame and Elite Tier patrons on each and every episode. So we'll go ahead and start by shouting out the Court Cousins. And then our buddy Drew Gooden, Armin, Carson Tulo, Jonathan Borges, Normal, Magic Player History, Gabe Gaines, Wiffle, Michael Martin, Jamel Miller, Michael Salapong, The Distract, Donkey Punch, Dave, Paolo and Franz's Warmth, Pierre A, Nostalgia and M&M's, Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Eduardo Sanchez, Drum Drum, Drummy, Drum Drum, Danimal, Dutto15, Bobby Skinner, Goaty93, Teddy Sylvia, Eric Lopez, Fuchsia, Juan Geraldo, Bill Fulton, Edmund Lagone, Jose Squealin, Destin for Greatness, Caleb Pete, Cannibalism, Ty Mr. TV, ESPN Really Sucks, Gear95, Shred, Junior Bruce Half-Freakin, Shahin177, Bulby the Don, Himlo, Ban Himro, Prof 221 Ray Pastrana, Magic Kid714, Spank Too Hard, Soft Taco, Jesse, Fuego Nando, Victor Cologne, Phantomal72, Iris Magic Mike, Austin Lampy, Random Hustle, Only France, Maria, Keith Wallace, Fritz, Currency Kevin, Bruv Sal. A big thank you to all of our patrons. You can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. 
Luke, now that Summer League has come and gone, uh, we still have, let's see, one, two, just over two and a half months until Orlando Magic Media Day, and then training camp will get started, and then later that week or like the week after, uh, we will have the preseason start. Um, So really, we don't have any Orlando Magic-specific basketball going on for a little bit. However... We do have a lot of international basketball coming up in a little over or just a, just about three weeks now. Uh, we have really a handful of guys or almost a handful of guys or no, it is a handful of guys that are going to be playing uh, international basketball for one nation or another. Paolo Bancaro going to be playing for Team USA in the FIBA World Cup. We've got Paolo I'm sorry, we, we already said Paolo. We have Franz, we have Mo Wagner that are going to be playing for Germany in the FIBA World Cup. We have Joe Ingles, who's going to be playing for Australia in the FIBA World Cup. And then we have Goga Batadze, who's going to be playing for the Republic of Georgia in the FIBA World Cup. So I was sitting around today, bored this Sunday afternoon. I like, you know what? I want to go through every single game that these guys are going to be playing this summer and just kind of put the schedule out there for everyone so that you can start to make plans or uh, as we get closer to that, you can just kind of have your checklist. So you can be like, all right, I'm planning to watch this game and this game and this game and so on and so forth. So if you're listening to this and you don't already follow us on social media, you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, We're on YouTube. If you're listening to this and you don't know we're on YouTube, you can find us on YouTube as well. Uh, but I posted the pre feeble World Cup schedule for all of the guys because there are sort of like warm up games that these countries are going to be playing uh, just really to, to, to warm up and get ready for the feeble World Cup. And then I also listed all of uh, the FIBA World Cup games. So just a couple of things that are pretty interesting. So the first game uh, on the schedule for guys from the Magic that are going to be playing internationally, uh, the first game is coming up on August 5th. Uh, Mo and Franz are going to be playing for Germany versus Sweden. That game is going to be at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, talking about Team USA, uh, Team USA is going to play on August 7th, by the way in the Team uh, USA Showcase. They're going to be playing versus Puerto Rico in Vegas. That game is going to tip off 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, uh, 10 p.m., that is. I'm pretty positive that a lot of the Team USA Showcase games are going to be televised here in the States. Now, the other games, like Germany, Australia, Georgia, I don't really know how we are going to be able to watch those games uh, pre-World Cup, but all of the World Cup games and the World Cup is going to start uh, on August 25th. The first game uh, for anybody playing for the Magic is going to be August 25th. Australia is going to be playing uh, Finland. That game is going to tip off, Luke, at 4 o'clock a.m. All of the FIBA World Cup games are going to be televised on ESPN+. Plus. So if you don't have ESPN Plus already and you're looking for a way to watch those games, um, just like set your alarm for August 24th and go ahead and and sign up for ESPN Plus to be able to watch the FIBA World Cup. Um, If you go and you look at this list, I have times for every single game except August 12th, USA versus Slovenia, and then August 13th, USA versus Spain. Both of those games are going to be taking place in Spain. 
uh, but the times are not available just yet. They haven't been announced. And then another thing that's pretty interesting is August 18th, August 19th, and August 20th, uh, the U.S. and Germany, as well as Greece and some other countries, are going to be taking place in like the Team USA showcase. Those games are going to be played in Abu Dhabi. So August 18th, USA versus Greece, that's going to tip off at 12 o'clock Eastern. Um, August 19th, Germany versus Greece, that's going to tip off at 12 Eastern. And then August 20th, USA versus Germany, Paolo versus Franz and Moritz Wagner. Hello. Uh, that game is also going to be 12 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So games really being played all over the world over the course of August. Super excited about that. And then if you really just want to like follow like your favorite Magic player, uh, I also posted like Team USA and Paolo schedule, uh, just Germany schedule, just Australia schedule, and just Georgia schedule as well. All of that is all across our social media pages. So if you guys want to go ahead, check that out, bookmark that, whatever. I really just wanted it to be a resource for Magic fans to say like, hey, I want to watch basketball in August. I want to watch these guys play internationally. Who are they playing? Where are they playing? How can I watch it? That kind of thing. So going to be looking further into how we can watch some of those like pre-FIBA World Cup games for Australia, Germany, Georgia. If we get that information, we'll be sure to pass that information along. And Jonathan, I am just taking a look at this beautiful graphic and schedule that you so clearly put together for the listeners and Magic fans and whoever might come across it. A lot of bookmarks, bookmarks on Twitter, by the way. More than the usual, for sure. People bookmarking it, wanting to come back for later, make sure they can refer to it throughout the World Cup, which is pretty cool. But as far as the... I was looking at Team USA, and maybe we've talked about it, maybe we haven't. But the group that the USA got, is every group that easy? Or I understand it wouldn't be that easy if Giannis was expected to play. But from everything I have read, Giannis is only going to play if he's 100% healthy. And they doubt that that's going to happen. So he's pretty much doubtful from what I've read. Unless there's been news more recently. But you've got New Zealand, Greece, and Jordan. I was on a website looking at like a roster tracker that FIBA.basketball is doing. Greece, it says NA. Jordan, it says NA. And then New Zealand, I don't know if there's anybody from that team that I am familiar with. Um, let's. I don't think so. I don't think so. So USA, Team USA should waltz through the group stages, even without having the big stars of the NBA which shouldn't come as a surprise. But I do know Luka is going to play for Slovenia, uh, which isn't shocking. Luka obviously has a lot of pride in his country and wants to represent them however he can. And Australia, though? Uh, Stacked. Pretty good. So, I mean, obviously you've got Josh Giddy, Patty Mills, even Dyson Daniels. I mean, I understand he's only played a year and he wasn't spectacular by any means. Still an NBA player. Matisse Thibel, Joe Ingles, Matthew Delavadova, Josh Green from the Mavs, uh, Jock Landau, and Wizards forward Xavier Cooks. So that's a team to look out for. There's no doubt about it. I don't know who is in a group with Australia. Uh, it looks like Germany is. Germany. Yeah, that's going to yeah. be a tough group. 
Germany, Australia, and then Finland, Japan. So that should be interesting. But yeah, it's, it's, it's luckily fun. it's going to be the top two teams coming out of each group. Mm-hmm. So really, you know, USA not going to be a problem uh, for Germany, Australia really not going to be a problem. Georgia is in a group with Slovenia and then Cape Verde and Venezuela. I don't really know too much about those other teams, but I would I would probably guess that Georgia is probably the second favorite behind Slovenia to come out of Group F. Um, I mean, looking at uh, Group E, which is Germany's group again, Germany, Finland, Australia, Japan, that's probably the toughest group like outside of Group H. Uh, which has uh, Canada, Latvia, Lebanon, and France. Canada and, and France obviously being the best two teams uh, out of that bracket. Um, yeah, I mean, you've got Group G that you know, has Spain. They're probably the, the favorite to come out of that bracket as well. Um, but yeah, it's looking good for like the, the guys playing for the Magic in the group stages. Um, coming out of that and going into you know that, that second round is, will be a bit more interesting. But when I look at this schedule, you know, what really pops out at me, Luke, is a lot of 4 a.m., 4 a.m., 4.30, 3.30 a.m., 4 a.m., 4.40 a.m. Like, August, I'm going to have to be going to bed very early, (laughs) most of August. Well, listen, going through Australia's roster and seeing that, I'm like, Joe Ingles, I'm already getting the the proud Papa feeling because we got Joe Ingles on the Orlando Magic. He's going to be representing his country. So I was like, ah, let me go check the graphic, see what time Joe Ingles plays. Joe Ingles, from pre-World Cup to actual World Cup, 5.45 a.m., all the pre-FIBA World Cup games. Three FIBA of World them. Cup games? Or three of them, yeah, three of the, in the pre-FIBA. And then the FIBA, it's 4 a.m., 4.30, 7.10. That's very rough. Joe... I don't know if I'm going to get to see anything but highlights until the group state until the uh, knockout rounds because I I love that you're in Orlando Magic. I don't know if I could do that. Yeah, the issue is you know these games are being played in you know, East Asia, you know the, the Philippines, right. Japan, and Indonesia. So the the time difference is pretty substantial. But I, I I've always we've had this conversation you know i'm always excited for like the FIBA world cup you know to watch team usa uh was you know i'm excited to watch team usa and like the olympics and stuff like that but watching Eurobasket last summer like i was talking to producer kevin we were doing the playback and we were going through like germany's um germany's roster and, and seeing guys like you know like maudo low um Obst, like a, a lot of these guys that we you know watched and, and cheered for for Germany last year, you know, pretty closely. I think I watched almost every one of those games um, you know, after the fact, if not live. And I I have to say, like, I have gained like a newfound love for like international basketball competition. Like the, you know, it was a little bit different, like Eurobasket being in Germany last year. So, like seeing the passion of the fans. I'm sure a lot of them will be traveling to Japan, to the Philippines, you know, to Indonesia. But like seeing the passion from those fans, like I wish we had more of that here because again, like Team USA basketball is just very much taken for granted because like, yeah, you won another gold. You were supposed to. Like, of course. So 
I'm I'm freaking pumped for this. Like I cannot wait. And one thing that I did not mention on this schedule is that Germany has a game uh, August 12th, I believe, versus China. That's part of like German. It, it, I'm, I might butcher this. I think it's called German Super Cup. I could be mistaken on that. But that's like one of like they could potentially play two games. So there may be another German uh, national team game um, after the 12th that they may play a part of that tournament. I could be wrong about that. I'm very much learning all this new, you know, international competition stuff. But yeah, I'm freaking pumped for this. Like, I, I can't say for sure that I'm going to be setting my alarm, you know, for 4 a.m. Australia versus Finland. Um, there is another one. Um, Are you setting your like alarm Germany for 4:40 a.m. USA versus Jordan? I probably will. To be honest, like obviously, you know, love Joe Ingles, love Goga Batadze. I'm, I'm Franz and Mo and Paolo playing for their respective countries to me is going to be appointment television like that. I really, that I week, really hate. I, I'm, I'm going to be doing it. I really hate that Germany and Australia is at four 30 in the morning. Yeah. Germany, Australia should be a lot of fun and I would love to see it. But four 30 in the morning, man, I don't know about that. And I can assure you, on my birthday, Jonathan, Germany versus Finland, 3.30 a.m. ain't happening. <laughs> That's not happening. I'll be up early wishing you a happy birthday then, I guess. <laughs> uh, another one on here that's interesting is August 28th, Georgia versus Slovenia, mm. which is going to be Gogo versus Luka. And that game is going to be at 8.40. So, uh, I'm sorry, no, 7.30. So, pretty reasonable time. And normally, you would be like, oh, Gogo versus Luka. Like, who really cares about that? But like, don't sleep on these European guys when they're playing for their home countries. Like, they have a tendency sometimes to absolutely ball out. So don't just think, oh, it's Luca's going to kill that team. They might not. You you never you never really know. And this is, I believe, Georgia's first FIBA World Cup. So like, they're all going to be super pumped. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm just really excited for international basketball in August. Like we have, if if we can find a way to watch these sort of like pre feeble world cup games for like germany and australia again i think the team usa games are all going to be televised they almost always are like it's going to be a really fun august like this is going to be great to get us through like what is usually one of the most dead parts of the summer and then we're just going to have to sit here like this through september well i don't who knows you know they these some of these guys paolo franz or maybe even Joe Ingles, they may be playing like, you know, into the first couple of weeks of September as well if they go deep into the FIBA World Cup. And the last thing I'll add, you talk about guys that just step up for their country, and there's just also certain guys thrive way more in international play than they do in like an NBA setting. Gogo Batadze played in Eurobasket for uh, Georgia last year. And in that, he averaged 10 points, 6.3 rebounds, and a sneaky to assist 1.8 gogo was slanging it oh all boy. throughout euro basket yeah so that's uh it is going to be a lot of fun and it, it really is i i don't know if i'm sure fiba did this obviously they do this on purpose because they have nba players but it is very intelligent and very smart for it to be right before the season a little primer and it 
they know NBA fans are just chomping at the bit to watch their team play basketball. What's the next best thing? Watching their players represent their countries in these crazy tournaments where there's 3.30 a.m. starts and then some manageable ones. I'm going to have people walk in on my office at work and I'm going to have to, I'm, I'm going to have to explain, Hey, listen, I'm, I'm getting my stuff done, but don't worry about it. I'm watching, I'm watching Georgia play basketball right now. It's not the Bulldogs watching Georgia versus Slovenia right now. Mind, <laughs> mind your business, Susan, you know? So yeah, mm-hmm. like Germany, USA, like Paolo and Franz, who knows if they're going to play like all of those pre FIBA world cup games, but like if they do, each of like Franz, Mo, Paolo, each of those guys is going to have like eight games at least, plus you know the, the group stage like Australia, USA, Germany. I would pretty much bet everything on those guys getting out of the group stage. I just don't know enough about um, you know Venezuela and Cape Verde to say for sure that Georgia will come out of that group, but I would probably guess so. Who should we real quick? Uh, do we have? Are we are we covering anything else on this episode, Jonathan? Or is FIBA? This is kind the of the only thing. other thing that I was going to say is like the playbacks have been a ton of fun, and we're going to be looking in to see if we can do playbacks for this. Probably like the the Team USA showcase games will be the easiest to do pre FIBA World Cup if they're televised. With the other games being on ESPN Plus, not entirely sure how that's going to work with the FIBA World Cup games. We would love to do playbacks but we don't know yet. So just kind of, you know, keep your uh, ears open. So I, what I want to touch on here is the odds for FIBA. They've got them. They've got them. You here. would. I, well, obviously USA is the favorite minus 150, not a huge favorite, but they are a favorite. Slovenia plus 900 Canada plus 600. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, Germany plus twenty five hundred. So Germany has the ninth best odds. I right. kind of like that. I don't like, hate it. Like putting twenty bucks on Germany, letting it ride. Yep, yep. So I mean, you know, they added they're... Maxi Kleber to their roster. Mo mm-hmm. Wagner, who didn't play in Eurobasket last year, is going to be playing. Franz Wagner is probably going to take another leap. Dennis Schroeder's on that team, like. Yeah, twenty Germany wins you stacked. Twenty wins you five hundred, Jonathan. So it That's might be worth. it might be worth it. It also because the USA aren't like minus four hundred, worth throwing something on USA as well. Minus one fifty, not terrible. Yeah, not terrible at all. So uh, minus one thirty fifty, it gets you like what forty something dollars. Uh, fifty. So they're minus one fifty. So fifty gets you thirty three. Okay, um, I'm looking at a uh, DraftKings where they're one. Okay, so different odds. I, but, I'm not um, good at odds math. I'm not good at regular math either. So, yeah. And so, like uh, on Bavada, 100 wins you 66. Did you say on DraftKings they're minus 130? Yes. So for those that you view that can do it, do not use Bavada for that because I'm sure if you can do it in your state, then you you won't even look at Bavada. You're looking at DraftKings, but. Much better odds there. Minus 130. We're the real degenerates. That's right. Get busy on the minus 130. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. All right, Luke. I think that's it for us. You got anything else? No, that's it. All right. Looking forward to international basketball coming up here in about three weeks. And, yeah, we will be back Thursday with another episode. That's going to do it for this one. For Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You all have been listening to The Sixth Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. 
Thanks for listening to The Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Six Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic! Right.